Well, everybody, you're listening to our community, our mission on March 23rd, 2022, podcast number 118. This is Barry Feeker, Executive Director for a little while, the Topeka Rescue Mission. <laughs> Good morning, Marion Crable, Director of Supportive Services. Good morning. And LaManda Broyles, the upcoming new Director of Topeka Rescue Mission. Yes. Good morning. Good, yeah. good on a cloudy kind of dreary uh, yeah, way. It's wet, mm-hmm. I know, is, and kind of cold. And, yeah, but it it's is. spring, so it things is. are getting it is green. Officially spring, yeah, yes, things are getting green, and I kind of like the rain and the thunder and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's okay, as long as we don't have those twisty things that come oh, out of the sky. Like that that New Orleans guy, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, well, we've been kind of uh, we took a little break last week, and yes. when we had a special guest that had been with the HHS in Washington D.C. Uh, Lynn Johnson yes. and talking about foster kids coming out of foster care. And so we had been talking about this transition uh, that's going on at Topeka Rescue Mission. And Marin, you've been kind of uh, firing the questions at us. And so uh, it's been great, so, the power of it. Yeah. So this morning, if you want to fire away at some more questions for Amanda and I. Sure. Well, actually, Barry, you know, I was thinking about all of your time here because you've actually been at the mission since you were a young man. Not that you're an old, old huh. guy, but you were a How young man. I think about all of the experiences that you've had in the past, but I think it would be great if you would share that there are still new experiences being had. And there was an mm. experience you had yesterday evening yeah. that I think it would be great for you to share with our listeners. You know, thank you for that. I, it's, um, and it's still kind of unfolding as, yeah. uh, as things go. But, you know, our outreach team um, that goes out to look for the unsheltered um, has been engaging with this one particular um, homeless man that um, is very sick. And so um, it's really difficult when you uh, know somebody needs help, but they're refusing the help. And um, not sure what his physical challenges are, but it probably is pretty advanced age cancer. Mm. And so um, as we're processing, what do we do? Um, We've engaged with him over a period of time. He's come to the map sites before, no longer could he walk. Uh, couldn't even come outside of his tent to um, be able to access the supplies that we were giving to him. So that's when you call in um, other authorities. And so we've been processing this for a while of uh, welfare checks with law enforcement and so forth. So yesterday, um, the street reach team uh, engaged with him and they invited Adult Protective Services to come along. And so as we, we know, we have to go off road um, yes. oftentimes to be able to engage with folks. And, and they did. And Adult Protective Services was uh, with this man and, and deemed him to be pretty much on death's doorstep. Mm. And so, um, but still refusing help. And so um, uh, they called uh, uh, emergency uh, 911 and that sent the fire officials out as well as the AMR. And these guys had to uh, take a gurney for, I would say, pretty close to a half a mile um, uh-huh. uh, along the levee and then uh-huh. down an embankment to uh, be able to reach this guy because the ambulance just couldn't get there. Yeah. And so um, um, I get the call um, about the updates of what's going on. And then I get another call. We're stuck. Um, literally. Literally stuck uh-huh. in the mud. We uh-huh. cannot get out of here. And so here we've got... Emergency f- officials there. We've got um, the uh, um, our vehicle is stuck in the mud, and so uh, have another four wheeler, and so I was able to join them out there. It's pouring down rain. Um, Jenny and Holton are on our team, and the APS workers were drenched um, and freezing, mm-hmm. but yet they didn't want to give up on this guy. Mm-hmm. And here's the APS workers; they're drenched. Unfortunately, I had a warm car I could bring up to them as I stayed in a place where I didn't get sunk in. Yeah. And uh, here's the uh, ambulance folks and here's the fire officials just pleading with this man. 
and he's still not going to go. And so the next thing we do is we call a police officer. And it was a lady police officer, and I, I, I need more details on this. But um, as she was speaking to him, um, she said something to this effect. It doesn't matter what you've done in your past. Uh, nobody deserves to die alone. To which he said, okay, I'll go to the hospital. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And so... Uh, we were able to get him across the railroad tracks to a different ambulance. And then, uh, of course, there's this gurney that's all wet. And so um, we popped it in the back of uh, our uh, little vehicle there. And here's the APS workers, myself and Holton and Haley. Uh, I mean, Holton and, and Jenny. And uh, we're holding on to that thing. And we laid it down at this other ambulance and told everybody where the gurney was. And they were able to take him into hospital. And we're going to be checking on him today. But you know, the remarkable thing about that is nobody wanted to give up. Yeah. And I'm talking to one of the APS workers. She said, and that's Adult Protective Services, for those who don't know. Mm-hmm. She said, this is one of the hardest cases I've ever run into. But you know, the, 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 the thing here is that we have a God who sees us from the beginning to the end. Yeah. And he saw this man, and we don't know what he's done in his life, but he probably felt like he had done too much mm-hmm. and didn't deserve mm-hmm. for anybody to love him. And was refusing that because he felt so guilty. Yeah. And then this police officer, and I don't know, you know, her her story or what her belief systems are, but she's spoken to him, God, mm-hmm. doesn't matter what you've done. Nobody deserves to die alone. Yeah. So that was yesterday evening. <laughs> and um, that's been this journey yeah. of getting a chance to see most incredible people stepping forward in some of the most incredible ways to do some of the most incredible things to help people who don't know that they matter. Right. So even after <clears throat> all these many years of you being in service to those who are living on the street or homeless or impoverished, there's still lessons to learn. Every right? single moment. So as you think back, Barry, um, obviously this one is really powerful. Um, but what are some of those lessons that you think other people need to hear that you've learned along the way, from the time when you were just a young man, right? About LaManda's age, right? Younger. (laughs) Yes. She's an old lady compared to what I was. I wasn't going to say anything. I'm just listening. (laughs) Exactly. Coming coming into this this role um, with not a lot of previous knowledge about the homeless or people mm-hmm. experiencing homelessness to where you are today. What are, what are some of those key lessons probably, you think you've learned? Probably the biggest lesson is labels um, are made up out of our inability to take the time to understand the person that we yeah. label. Mm-hmm. So we call them the homeless, the mentally ill, the drug addicts, the this and the that's. And that doesn't describe who they are. Right. It describes maybe a condition that they're facing right now. And I said, maybe that's one of the biggest lessons I've learned and try to communicate to others mm-hmm. is that it's so easy to categorize and that makes it easier for us not to maybe do as much. Yeah. But when we're face to face, just like they were um, at this homeless camp, going back to this guy and face to face with him laying there dying. Uh, and he may be gone today already to know that he matters and um, we get caught up in numbers and volumes of people and millions of pounds of food, you know, that we're channeling in 12, 13 months, whatever that was with Operation Food Secure yeah. and, and, and on lot. and on. But every single person that we engage with 
is a person. They're a name. Mm-hmm. They're not a number. They're not a, a subject. Yeah. Um, they're not a they're not a label. They're a person. And when we see them as God sees them as a person, and as we engage with them in that way, transformation begins to occur that way. Not because of what we do, but because of who we are with who they are. Yeah. And maybe the transformation, in, if I hear, am hearing you right, the transformation isn't always in them. The right. transformation is mm-hmm. in us, right? Oh, Mary, you're so right. I, I mean, I've, I've changed over the years. Sure, sure. Well, and I think about all of those folks that were there with that man yesterday mm-hmm. and how that situation could have changed them. Because mm-hmm. I'm guessing they might have not been in a really good frame of mind when they knew they were going to have to walk a half a mile with a gurney to yes. get down to somebody who's living outside, who's refusing to come in. You know, I can feel what my attitude might have been mm-hmm. as I'm sludging through the cold rain and that kind of thing. But then to be able to witness mm-hmm. That there was a human being in a tent that didn't feel like they well, were worthy. One, one of the uh, um, um, ambulance attendants there said to the man, I don't want to come back here tomorrow because I know tomorrow what I'll have to do. Uh-huh. I want you to come with us tonight yeah. so we can go to a hospital yeah. so you don't have to be alone. Yeah, see, that's just so powerful. And I just, you know, the lessons in all of this um, for all of us, every single one of us, every single day are pretty, pretty amazing, pretty amazing. And things that I don't know that people can understand, you know, Lamanda, you've, you've had not a long period of time here um, serving people who are experiencing homelessness and who are hungry and um, who have no hope, both internal and external. Mm-hmm. Um, but you mentioned something the other day that I thought was just really powerful. And that was that you were really having fun mm-hmm. at this job, mm-hmm. at this work, mm-hmm. at being able to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit more about why that is the sentiment that you're experiencing. Because frankly, we've had a few not necessarily fabulously wonderful days. Sure. Right? <laughs> um, it's, been, it's been a week. Mm-hmm. Let's just say it that right. way. It's been a week. So talk about why now that was what you were feeling. Mm-hmm. And what was your experience that led you to that feeling, that expression? Sure. You know, I would say that um, there is a lot of... Um, sad things that we see here. You know, we, we see people struggling and, um, and sometimes they're not ready for healing yet. And so we see them walk away from us, you know, all of those things. Um, but what I've realized is that my joy can't come through circumstance. So the way that I view this work that we're doing and and man, it doesn't even feel like a job. It feels like it's my life. It's my lifestyle, right? Yeah. Um, it's not just something that's certain times of the day, and it's not just certain days of the week. Um, it is my assignment from the Lord that 24-7 we are to do our part. And so, you know, when I look at what we do, um, yes, there are, are challenges and struggles, and but there can also be time for laughter and joy and hope and love. And so I think that that is huge. Um, perfect example this morning, um, you know, we're working on some communication platforms 
doesn't sound super thrilling. Um, but I had a meeting <laughs> with Kaylee and um, I we opened in prayer and just realizing that that meeting that we had this morning, Miriam, it goes beyond how we're going to communicate with staff. Yeah. It's how are we going to tell the amazing work that staff are doing every day? Mm-hmm. How are we going to make sure that staff feels included in this bigger team effort? Um, how are we going to put pictures in here to capture just um, the people who are always in the background, mm-hmm. the people that are in the background, but they're doing frontline things. Yes. And so she and I laughed and we, we got excited about what we're putting in this. And so I just feel like it's, it's choice, Miriam, mm-hmm. um, where I can look at this and look at the challenges that we have as tasks, mm-hmm. or I can look at it as purposeful work. And that's what we're doing. So as, as you think about that, what is your hope? And I think you described it a little bit, but I, w- I want you to even clarify more. What is your hope in terms of things that you will learn along the way mm-hmm. and things that you hope that our team here at TRM will learn along the way? Sure. Uh, personally, I think that, um, you know, I want to learn balance isn't the right word, but I want to know um, how to embark on this new journey as a marathon, not a sprint. Mm. Um, So you train for a marathon very differently than you're training for a sprint. And I'm here for the long haul. I hope God allows me to be blessed like Barry, to be here for almost four decades. And so when I think about that, I know I can't do 150 things in the first 30 days of me having this position. And so really just grounding myself and saying, Lord, let me know when to go. And when to pause, when to listen, when to change, um, that's probably going to be a big learning curve for me because I'm a doer. Mm-hmm. Um, but then realizing that I want to do it all in God's timing for what he needs me to do. That's yeah. that's going to be a struggle. Um, I would say staff, um, sometimes they see their work so serious. And and that is a good thing, right? They they want to be professional and, and they see um, the true responsibility in this, that we are making a difference in people's lives in eternity, that it's not just something that's temporarily mm-hmm. and so temporary. Um, but in that, I also want people to feel, hey, you're loved, you're supported. I know this is hard, but let's also do silly things together as mm-hmm. a team. Let's have joy because then that radiates to the guests mm-hmm. because sometimes we deal with so much that just really is heart-wrenching mm-hmm. that then I could see the domino effect where we're we're serious all the time or we're on guard or you know yeah. all of these kinds of things. And just to be able to know it's okay to laugh, it's okay to love, it's okay to joke. Um, and that if someone is still struggling, Despite the efforts that we've done, it doesn't mean that it's failure. It just means that that person is still on their journey mm-hmm. and that we just still keep loving them time mm-hmm. after time after time. We just we just stay. We stay. Right. We mm-hmm. stay. Sure. So Lamanda's talked about fun. Barry, did you have any fun in this job no. over the last 36 <laughs> years? years? That's why I'm leaving. <laughs> Bahambug. enough. I'm a slow learner, though. <laughs> no, you know, it's been, uh, it's been a blast. It really has. I mean, it's been hard. Um, and it will continue to be hard, but it's been fun. Um, and what's fun about it is, you know, we, we have fun with our team, uh, the volunteers, the staff, but we also have fun with the homeless, yes. you know, um, uh, the things that they've gone through, um, is, uh, to say the least, so many of them has been just totally earth shattering, devastating. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to find fun in life when you've been human trafficked, 
Um, you've been hungry. You've been poor all your life. You uh, maybe have come out of prison. Maybe you're suffering mental illness or whatever. I, I don't think God wants us to be so serious all the time that we're clinical, you know, mm-hmm. and can't smile. Yeah. And sometimes the smile is the beginning of a laugh. Yes. Not a laugh at somebody, a laugh with somebody. Sure. And so I think one of the things that I've learned, uh, whether I wanted to or not, is to laugh at myself, mm-hmm. you know, is uh-huh. that I'm just human. You know, I make a lot of mistakes. You know, I look pretty wild in the morning and I look pretty wild at night. So <laughs> I look just wild, you know. And so, you know, and it's okay and, and to be transparent uh, with each other and to be transparent with those that we serve, that we're all in this together. Somebody may be holding the ladle in the soup line. Somebody may be holding the bowl to eat the soup. But it could be switched around mm-hmm. in an instant mm-hmm. to where somebody's helping and I'm the one needing the help. And so we're all uh, equal at the cross, yes. at the feet of Jesus. We're all equal. And in and, and, and doing so, I've had just a, such a joy getting to know people and being a part of helping them to laugh mm-hmm. a little bit at themselves, mm-hmm. a little bit at the situation, and to think, you know, maybe God is just kind of a God of humor sometimes, too. Sure. Oh, I think he pretty much has to be. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty confident. If not only just because of my behavior, he must have a sense of humor. <laughs> Don't you, you know think? That, that, that series, The Chosen, yes. that's out there? You know, yes. we, we see this kind of more human side of Jesus yes. in this. And, and he can't help but laugh sometimes exactly. at the disciples and how they're responding to Jesus and how he's responding to them because there was this God-man, man yes. and God. Yes. And this man part of him, as well as a God part of him, is a God of joy. Yes. He tells us to have joy. Yes. And so we don't laugh at people. We have joy with people. Sure. Well, and you know what I'm, uh, yes, I happen to watch The Chosen as well. And what I'm always so struck with is how Jesus is with the children, right? Mm-hmm. You cannot be a really stoic, serious person and be able to respond to children like right. that, right? right? You have to have the heart of a child, mm-hmm. um, which then means you're experiencing joy in a lot of situations mm-hmm. and silliness and, and all of that. So yeah. I agree. So like most things here at TRM, this transition between the two of you has been um, unique, right? Mm-hmm. I think that you're doing things here in a little bit different way mm-hmm. um, than maybe some organizations do when they decide to when a leadership change is coming kind of thing. So Barry, talk a little bit at first why this is the way you chose to do this transition. Well, obviously I haven't done it much. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't know better, so, is that it? <laughs> So, you know, when you're ready to think and you're ready to explore it, you started asking questions and look yeah. at different models and those kind of things, and nothing seemed to fit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then the, the, the cool thing about this, and we've said this um, in different ways of different groups and on the podcast before, is God made it really clear mm-hmm. that now was the time, and Lamanda was the one to come into this. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, what do we do with that? Mm-hmm. Well, we have time to unpack it and unfold it. And uh, so once I knew she was the one, mm-hmm. people say, well, how do you know that? Well, that's a yeah. long story, but I do. I know that she's the the one yeah. that God has said yes. Um, and she knew it, mm-hmm. which was pretty important too. Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> and then the board knew it. Yeah. And then we say, okay, let's walk it out. And so we've had this unique opportunity rather than, you know, me being here for 30 five and a half years or whatever, and just departing and then turning the reins over after a couple of months and 
we've had months uh, to be able to unpack this. And the plan is uh, for the seeable future, I'm going to stay around and give her my opinion. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and He and, keeps throwing that in there. Have you I noticed know. that, Miriam? Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, it's called, yes. technically it's called advisor to the director, there but it's really an expert <laughs> opinion giver. And so, um, and then help develop some uh, other parts of the ministry that uh, we're looking to develop and those kind of things. So that's different than a lot of places. And uh, I'm so at peace with that. And I think she is too. Yes. So why do you think that's important though, to be able to do the handoff this way? Well, you know, this is uh, on a good day is complicated work. Yes. And uh, not that LeMann is not capable. She's very capable, but there's a lot of learning curve here. Um, These 36 years have um, gradually built one upon another day by day, moment by moment. Mm -hmm. And so not that she's going to replicate the last 36 years. Mm -hmm. She's going to build on the 36 years, which I built upon the nearly 30-some years before me that the rescue mission was in existence. And um, I think that uh, this will just give a a great opportunity to to be available to her Mm -hmm. and to this ministry to say, okay, here's what we've learned. Mm -hmm. It's always good to pull out the history books so we don't repeat some things and other things we do. Right. And so there's going to be plenty of things. I'll say, well, don't turn that corner. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you don't no. want to do that. Here's yeah. why. Uh-huh. Or do it differently. Yeah. Or that worked before. Mm-hmm. What I like about LaManda and what's mm-hmm. going on right now um, is that they're not looking at replicating the past. Yeah. They're looking at expanding mm-hmm. the future. Yes. And that's what this needs. Yeah. And that's exciting. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm good with that. You sure. know? I did my part yeah. and uh, I'll continue to assist her in doing her part. Sure. So Lamanda, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you kind of that same question because sure. that can be a kind of intimidating thing to have happen mm-hmm. this way right. is where you have somebody who's been in the position for a long time and has been um, successful or viewed as successful mm-hmm. in that position. Um, talk to us a little bit about why this kind of transition is okay with you? Sure. It's okay with me for a couple of reasons. One is because of who Barry is. Mm-hmm. Um, his character and just the humbled spirit that he has. Um, he is not wanting to stay at TRM because this is centered around him. He's doing it because he's still being obedient to the Lord, but he also truly has a servant's heart to help. And so um, not one time have I felt like there is a comparison or that Barry has said, hey, you're expected to do this. And you're that's just not his heart. And that's not how he leads this ministry or has led me as a mentor. Mm-hmm. And so when you have that kind of person that is willing to still pour into you um, and pour into the ministry that I love so much that I know he loves so much, that's valuable. Um, and I feel like I'm able to go into my assignment that the Lord has called me to do, but I'm able to do that with still some stewarding and some shepherding of Barry's wisdom. Mm-hmm. And so one reason that's okay with me, I would say the other reason is um, because I am a learner myself and very focused on people. And so when you look at the longevity that Barry has had here, and then knowing that that handoff would have to be abrupt um, and just, hey, we're going to do this. To me, I feel like the people aspect would be lost, Miriam. There would be relationships that I wouldn't be able to continue to internally and externally say, hey, this is okay. We're taking time to do this. I'm learning it. You're going to be okay. I'm going to help. And because there has been no pressure of 
buries out Lamanda's in or those expectations, we've really been able to take care of people. We've been able to have conversations individually with churches, with agencies, with groups to say, hey, these core values are going to remain the same regardless if Barry is here or not, because that's what we want to do. And so I would say those are the two big reasons. Mm-hmm. One, because of who Barry is, yeah. and I am I want to continue to learn from that. But then two, in something that is this big, this widespread, and this much of an important part of the community, the people aspect matters, and we need to continue those relationships. So Barry, t- did you- I might add on to something. Yes, with that. You know, it's a um, uh, Topeka Rescue Mission is has an impact locally mm-hmm. and um and, and beyond that, nationally. And I've had the opportunity over the years to emcee different programs and endorse different people. Mm-hmm. And I don't do that, take that lightly. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been people that uh, um, ran for president but didn't, lose, didn't win, uh, but ended up getting a cabinet position and those kind of things that I have emceed or endorsed for and those kind of things going forward. Um, I don't take that lightly. Um, I'm endorsing LaManda mm-hmm. as the uh, next generation future of Topeka Rescue Mission. And, and I, I, uh, I wouldn't do that um, just because it needs to be done. Yeah. Um, and so whatever that takes in the community and beyond to endorse this next person. That's, that's wonderful. Well, so it's, it's very obvious then um, why it will be good for LaManda. But kind of talk a little bit about what is your role here at TRM going to be? Because that's not exactly normal either, that somebody retires and stays kind of thing. Let me ask my next boss. I know. <laughs> Let me give the list, Miriam. Let me give you the list that is on his new job description. <laughs> well, I think one of those things, it's going to be uh, when you've been in the in the saddle, so to speak, for as long as I have, then there's some people that are to say, well, is it going to be okay? Mm-hmm. And so I want to do that part. It's yeah. going to be okay. Well, how will I know that? Yeah, I'm going to be right along here, uh, being a part of this sure. and seeing it unfold, and and to be able to say, hey, you may want to not go that direction, go this direction instead. But still, it's her vision. Yes, it's uh, her and the board and this team here. So that'll be one of my roles. Mm-hmm. Um, the other role will be to um, kind of help to as this transition is going along to kind of troubleshoot or oversee some different areas that I've done before um, until we get the right people in the right positions and the right system going. And uh, LaManda's got a a kind of a restructuring of what's going to be happening at Topeka Rescue Mission. Nothing major, major change, just better. Mm -hmm. And uh, repositioning some of our departments and some of the people around, and I'll help out with some of that. Uh, And then the other thing is um, God's given Topeka Rescue Mission this kind of platform to help others. And so just kind of how do you strategically help people to walk out their compassion? So part of what we're doing is uh, developing a uh, on-ramp for what's called compassion strategies to um, help uh, locally and, and beyond. Yeah, I think that's great. And I think one of the things that I'm really excited about, too, is this focus on the spiritual needs of our team, mm-hmm. our staff. You know, well, Lamanda, <laughs> Lamanda and I heard about this um, at the last conference that we were at, you know, that we need to not forget who our first flock is mm-hmm. in terms of needing shepherding. And that's our staff. So I think that that that's one of the things that I know we've um, had discussions about that you will be doing as well yes. is really helping us grow that attention to the first flock. Mm-hmm. So don't forget that you do have to well, do that, that, that as that well. Part two. Yeah, yes, yes. Well, that. that's just kind of a given. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the fine print says, and anything else. <laughs> Other duties, <laughs> Other duties aside. <laughs> that's exactly 
exactly right. Well, I, I want to just take the time to thank you both. You you have been so willing to let me just ask you anything without giving you forewarning for uh-huh. the most part, just, just being able to do that. So I want to offer you that opportunity at the end of this session too, to, to just say something that you want the community to know. And Barry, we'll start with you. Yeah, well, uh, some have asked, will our community, our mission continue as a podcast? And the plan is yes, we'll go forward with that. And uh, we may kind of shuffle up the deck on who's going to host it. I'll still be involved with that. Um, but basically, um, I, I think the, the thing, the community I'd like for them to know is you're part of a really good thing here yeah. um, with Topeka Rescue Mission. And, uh, and who doesn't want to be a part of a good thing? Yeah. You know, this is a winning team. And when I say winning team, um, we're going into places where the opposition is strong, but we win. And uh, we've got a great coach, and his name is not Barry. His <laughs> name is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And if you're looking for something to be a part of that has great value in your life, because you only get one shot at this, mm-hmm. you know, it's one time. We're, we're here and then we're gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, if you want to be a part of something really awesome, Think about uh, joining Topeka Rescue Mission, whether you're a supporter prayerfully, financially, materially, volunteering, or maybe even a staff member. Yeah, that's great. Amanda, how about you? I would just continue to thank everyone for the opportunities community-wide that I've been given to come speak to, you know, people just really wanting to get to know me, building that trust, allowing Barry and I to come and be very transparent on this transition. Um, That's a blessing. I would also say that, you know, in the last... I don't know, seven or 10 days, um, I was just reminded that while we do so many, man, just amazing things at the rescue mission and in our community, that we can't ever get more focused on the acts that we're doing Mm -hmm. over the person that needs them. Mm -hmm. And so just a reminder that, um, you know, what we're doing, what you're doing, what we partner together to do, um, it's for the person. It's not a matter of, oh, we were able to do this. We're not the heroes in this. Jesus is the changer. But that person that needs the assistance, that person who is broken, that person, that person's soul, heart, thinking, and eternity is what matters. And so when people partner with us, it's not just a matter of, um, you know, the works, right? It's a matter of who's receiving it Mm -hmm. and the difference that's making. So just continue to appreciate those partnerships that we have and the involvement. Yeah. Well, you know, God bless you both. And I hope he, I know he will, but I pray that he continues to give you the strength and the courage to, to keep pushing forward on all of this and, and to Lamanda, for you to see your vision Mm-hmm. Um, come to fruition mm-hmm. and Barry for you to continue to really be able to recognize how far things have come mm-hmm. and the role that you've played in that. So I'll let you close us well, out. Thank you, Miriam, for asking us questions today. And uh, so it's great to be a part of the uh, answering the questions rather than uh, asking them. So uh, thank you for listening to our community, our mission. This is podcast number 118. That's pretty cool. We've been doing this for a while. It's March 23rd, 2022. Today we've been talking about people matter and uh, how God shows us that. And and I just want you to know, we want you to know you matter too. Um, everybody does. So join us in, uh, in prayer and in partnering with Topeka Rescue Mission. If you'd like more information about the Topeka Rescue Mission, you can go to our website at trmonline.org. That's trmonline.org. And look how you can be involved in a winning team. Thank you for listening to Our Community, Our Mission. <laughs>